0: hola bienvenidos y bonjour por la not last podcast uh i'm your host andrew neil nunez uh and this is uh, the second episode of this new grand adventure here in chile um so last week i had um posted that i was i was in chile and i was doing this whole thing and uh now I have had a week to settle into my new house in, um, I'm living in, uh, a small town called Machali. It's about an hour and a half south of Santiago, and it's right in the foothills of the Andes. Uh, it is absolutely stunning out here. Um, it is 80-something degrees during the day. Yesterday it was cloudy in, in the 70s. It was very pleasant, um. It, uh, yeah, it is just gorgeous here. Uh, apologies if you can hear the barking dogs uh, in the background. They bark all day and all night, and um, everyone has a dog, and there are tons of stray dogs here in Chile, and they just go after it all day long. But uh, I'm almost to the point where it's in the background, and I don't hear it anymore or pay attention to it because it's just constant. So um, you get a little extra for, for listening in to hear the... The noises and sounds of, of Machali. <laughs> so I have been settling into my house that I have uh, rented here. I had a teammate find me this, this cute little, uh, it's a two-story, it's like a condo kind of kind of thing. It's connected to another unit, but um, or a duplex, I guess. It's more of a duplex. But um, we've got a bathroom, a kitchen, a nice living room. Then you go upstairs and there's three bedrooms. Um, a master suite, uh, like a, a nursery or an office space, and a second bedroom. Um, so I've I've uh, filled, I've expanded to fill the space, uh, which has been nice. And um, yeah, it's fully furnished. It has good Wi-Fi. It um, overall is a really really nice space. It's very safe. It's very secure. Um, for the most part, it's very quiet. Lots of families here in the neighborhood, um, but I'm trying to keep it pretty low profile. Um, and uh, yeah, I have yet to meet anybody, uh, but I'm sure I will meet my neighbors at some point, and they'll be uh, surprised to see a gringo uh, living in Machali because it's, uh, it's not very common. It's not a very touristy town. Um, people come and visit for the weekend from Santiago or something like that, but uh, for the day. but it's not uh, yeah, it's not a very touristy town. My team is in Rankawa, which is like a... Um, people think of Machali and Rankawa as the same town. It's kind of like, um, uh, yeah, like like there are two two small cities living to, or uh, uh, cohabitating, I guess, uh, geographically cohabitating. But um, it's uh, yeah. So people people are super super friendly so far. Um, I'm gonna go explore later uh, on the bike path. There's a bike path that is car free. That connects um, the two cities together so it's really easy to get from one to the other and so my teammates that live in Rankawa just hop on the bike path and and ride home or ride here or ride to the to training excuse me or, or anything like that um, I am struggling with finding a normal schedule I don't have a routine and it's like every single thing is, is new so like How do I make breakfast? What do I use to cook with? What do I want to eat? Like, where do I put my wallet when I walk in the door? Or when do I take my shoes off? Um, The bathroom is downstairs and the bedroom is upstairs. So it's like, okay, well, if I need to fill up a glass of water, a water bottle, I have to go downstairs and then bring it upstairs. And it just yeah i have i have no no normal routine like all those very little nuanced things that you do on on the daily basis that 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 are completely uh, mindless um, everything is is new <laughs> so i'm still learning i i think i've learned how to get to my friend Pato's house uh, without staring at google maps the whole time i think i can do it by memory um, so it just yeah it'll take a little bit to get accustomed to to all of this and to get acclimated but it's uh it's good it's really good i'm enjoying it so far um i'm struggling also with the change in in schedule in time frame because in in oregon it's um they uh oregon versus chile it's five hours ahead in chile so i'm five hours ahead and like every morning i wake up at 3 a.m and i'm just wide awake um last night because i raced and we'll talk about i'll talk about that here in a a few minutes um last night i was pretty exhausted so i think i slept most of the night but i know i woke up between three and four and just kind of looked around because the dogs were barking and um and there's a street light right next to the the uh the window but um yeah it's it's slowly getting better but it's going to take a while uh to, to get there there see you can you can tell i'm still pretty tired it's um right now it's 11 30 and i think i manage like six hours of sleep normally i get seven to eight um but my body is still acclimating to this um and, and the temperature too like i'm i'm constantly dehydrated i should be drinking water right now i just had a, a big cup of coffee but uh i should yeah i know i need to drink more because i'm just not used to this this heat I'm not acclimated to it yet so it's going to take a little bit but um, it uh, I adjust when I adjust I, I adjust pretty well It just I need to give myself the time to do it which is fine but um, yeah so I arrived um, I I think I, I posted the last episode um, my welcome back episode I guess again and again and again if you've listened to this there's been like three welcome back episodes so uh, I know you might be a little, a little skeptical to want to keep listening. However, it, um, uh, it th- this will be different. I promise you. I promise. I'll I promise. I'll be different. I'll be better this time. No, it. Um, uh, I just arrived into my hotel in um, in Santiago and was pretty disoriented and everything. Uh, I don't know if that came across in the fr- in the last episode, but if it didn't, I will uh, tell you that I was I was pretty pretty out of it. Um, i'm still a little out of it but less less so now and um yeah so a lot has happened so i've i've done groceries (laughs) i've i uh i raced a bike yesterday um and uh yeah let's talk about that for a minute or several um so i signed up for my very first cross-country mountain bike race so xco um versus in the uh in atacama it was the xcm um And so XCM stands for Cross Country Marathon, which is on a mountain bike, but it's for like a a much larger distance. So for example, in in Atacama, it was a three day stage race, where each stage was 60 to uh, I think 95 kilometers in length. So it was several hours, three to four hours of of racing long climbs long descents um, not incredibly technical but really really long and and requires a lot of endurance and that i'm really good at and so that's an xcm race and those i'm excited to do because there's a whole xcm circuit and and cup to do um, here in chile the other one is xco which is very similar to to xcm however it's on a circuit and, and it's much shorter and, and way more technical. Um, so usually it's about an hour and a half long to do an XCO circuit. Um, uh, in Chile, they call it ECM or XCO. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's, it's much shorter. Um, you do you know, several laps in about an hour and a half. And I had never done one before. I figured I would give it a go. And and also, this is my first race of the season. I haven't raced since uh, since I came back from Chile in November in Atacama. So it's just been training a lot. And so I have a real big engine, but um, but I haven't really built any speed or anything like that into the legs. But I figured I'd give it a go. <laughs> See, still tired. Um, I may have to take a nap today before I go out and, and run errands. Anywho, uh, I figured I'd give it a go, and um, and and blow the cobwebs out. But uh, yeah, no no expectations going into this. I have hopes of like every race I enter, I want to win. There's you know I race it with the intent to like, okay, let's try and give my my absolute best. Um, the the promoter, my my team uh, president, uh, Sebastian had requested before the race after i had after i had uh, submitted my registration he asked if i would record a short video um inviting people to participate and to come race this and do it obviously i do it in spanish and and send it to the race director so i did that and they reposted it on their instagram feed and um the the race promoter she was really sweet she you know I apologize for my bad Spanish and my bad accent because I'm 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 a gringo you know and um, yeah so I I I did that and then uh, I went and introduced myself when I got my race number and you know and they were all very excited to have me there and I was excited to be there and to participate and um, so I'm, I'm out there warming up on you know uh, just off of the race circuit and i'm stopped and kind of looking around and and the announcer announces me of like andrew neil nunez from team rancawa bike from los estados unidos and you know and like everyone you know uh gives a little cheer and claps and and they all start staring at me and i'm like oh no okay well um like let's not set the expectation too high <laughs> but but that's okay so we do that um and then uh we get all lined up in our in our race categories. And there's only like, I don't know, six or seven guys in the category, but I'm racing the elite field. Um, so the pro men field. And um, uh, I have a cup. I have three, I have two other teammates in the elite field. And I know that they're going pretty well right now. Um, but I figured I could at least hang on to the very back of the group and, and keep them in sight. Well, that wasn't quite the case. So <laughs> the gun goes off um, and within... Ninety seconds, I was I was pegged at 100 and, like 187, 190 BPM, like 450 watts, and I was gassed. And like they took off so hard and so fast, um, and I figured, okay, well it's a five lap race, like things will settle like it does in a crit. I can I can manage this. And so I hold them and hold them and hold them for the first half a lap, just within sight to the very last rider. And then we get to the technical, the first of two technical downhill sections, and they're these rock gardens that um, <clears throat> there's the there's two lines when you go to this. Hold on, <coughs> excuse me. There's two lines to take um, for descending through this rock garden, and the first line is called the pro line, and it's the more advanced, more technical but faster route. And so there's usually a gap or a drop uh, or something like that, or a big rock you have to navigate, or some, some big crux, some big obstacle. The other one is they call it the chicken line. And it's, it's um, still technical, but it goes around and circum, uh, circumnavigates the, um, the, the big obstacle. Um, so it's a little bit slower, but you don't have to do the, the harder stuff. And so I know my skill set, and I was not intending to crash at all uh, yesterday, which I didn't, so, so that was great. But um, I, I chose to take the chicken line every time and there are people, you know, like there's all these enduro guys and gals and like downhill riders hanging out and, you know, taking videos and there's drones and um, everyone's hanging out and cheering and they have vuvuzelas that they're blowing and cowbos that they're ringing and I'm like, oh, nope, nope, uh, la línea de pollo. <laughs> And Everyone laughs and um, and so I go through and take the like the chicken line and it's not pretty either for me to do this Like it's the it's the limit of my skill set as a mountain biker Like I don't have a lot of technical skill and I know that I'm fully aware of that But I figured I'd give it a go anyway and and you know get get outside my comfort zone Uh, I just didn't realize how far outside my comfort zone. I was gonna be but it was very far so so I lose the group <clears throat> once we get once they get through. They just fly through the downhill sections and the first rock garden, and then there's a nasty, nasty steep climb um, that's on that's hard rock over loose dirt and like pulverized like pulverized dirt like a powder, and um, and it's really like it's steep, but it's also like there are these like big potholes you have to navigate that are so steep that if you um, if you lose your traction you can't get going again or you lose your momentum you can't get going uh, same with traction both but um uh like i'm sitting on the nose like the very tip of my saddle um that's pointed straight up in the air it's probably you know 25 30 gradient and and just to keep my front wheel on the ground uh to keep traction on it and like I was way overgeared and I just, I couldn't spin. I was pushing like 65 or 70 RPMs and I've been doing a lot of low cadence work, but uh, to do that for this, this many times and for this duration, this long of a duration, like these are like mm, three to five minute climbs Um, and they're so brutally steep. And then, so you're, you're gassed. I'm gassed by the time I get to the top of the climb and then I have this technical downhill section to have to navigate with a clear head um, and find the right line so I don't, Um, so I don't crash and and that's the thing is that there's no safety net here Um, is that like if you if you miss the line either you hit a rock and you keep tumbling down the hill uh, which is crazy steep or you fall uh, sideways down the hill and you just hope you grab onto a cactus to to stop your fall or a big thorny sticker bush where the thorns are like two and a half inches long so it's like <laughs> it's it's not it's not a good scenario so the best option is to like uh is to not screw up so uh yeah so i navigate the chicken line on both of the technical rock gardens and then um there's a switchbacky uh descent to this uh um to this big big boof it's uh we call it a boof and so it um it's like you come you come down into this like divot and then it comes straight back out. But it's not like a hard ramp. Um, it's like a a, a big a, a bump, like a big bump. And you can catch air on it if you if well if you know what you're doing and you're okay with your bike leaving the ground, which I am not and I don't know what I'm doing so i would hit these booths and like i see these guys hit these booths and they would style their jumps like they kick the back wheel out or you know throw a hand in the air or something like that and i'm i'm dragging my brakes and like going over them at like a third the speed <laughs> and you know and so i was i was gassed after the first lap i get through that and um and the 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 promoter, she, she has a microphone and she's announcing the riders as they come through, and she announces me, and she's like, you know, Andrew Neal Nunez from Los Estados Unidos, and and everyone like and and they would cheer and you know and they're they're calling me, they're saying you know, vale 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 or, or venga 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 like go 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 you know, or come on come on come on, and uh, and there's cowbells ringing and I'm like, okay, well I'll give I'll give it one more lap, and I'm I'm tanked. <laughs> but, but I get through that. I I haphazardly get through the second lap. And meanwhile, all these other guys, like they there were th- four fields, and they would start with one minute gaps in between the start of each wave. And um, I'd get past and past and past. And and I knew like very quickly that I was I was no longer racing. I was just riding for a really hard workout. Um, and so I you know I'd pull off to the side of the, the side of the trail, or I would I would you know let them pass whenever they could. And I was trying to be a nice guy and not you know not hold a line that i'm not uh, able to so they kept passing me and passing me and passing me and passing me <laughs> um and uh so i get onto lap two and um i get through the first technical rock section um a little bit better but still pretty ugly and the guys uh from the f- from the lap previously they, they remember me and they're like ah chicken and so they're going <laughs> um and i'm you know uh, uh, Chileans like to tease and it's and it's fine um i i don't mind it um and uh in fact it was it was pretty fun it was it, was, it made it more fun to have it uh to have some brevity um in this because i was suffering i was suffering so bad <laughs> but um yeah so so i get through the first technical rock section um i descend and then we climb this really steep section and my legs start to cramp and I, have never, ever cramped um, while riding a bike. It, it doesn't happen for me. It's not a thing. Um, like, but this was, this was a, like an absolute debilitating cramp where I had to get off the bike and sit down. Meanwhile, I've got like the pro women coming back behind me and passing me, catching me and passing me. And I'm like, okay, that's like that's the last of the of the first wave of or like a, that's the last of all of the riders to catch me and pass me. So I am I am dead last, and that's fine, but uh, a little humiliating and embarrassing. But uh, but it's okay. I <laughs> swallow my pride and move on. Um, so I'm like I'm sitting on the trail and trying to like massage this cramp out and like and it's not going away. So I just get up and start limping along. It's in my right leg. Um and and start pushing the bike up the hill and finally I get to the point where I think I can ride again and I get get on and I pedal for, you know, uh twenty feet and and it cramps up again and so I have to like get off and massage it again. Like it was brutal. So get to the top of that next really nasty steep section and we get to to the rock the second rock garden. I take the chicken line and I don't crash or have to put a a put a foot down this time, so that was good. That was an improvement, um, and uh, and I go through the the switchback kind of downhill section down the side of the mountain, and then um, get back to the finish line. And I'm I've decided like, okay, I'm gonna I just I don't have it. I'm gonna I'm gonna call it and and do that. And as I come up, she announces me again, and people start clapping and cheering um, for me to keep going. And I'm like, oh fuck (laughs) like i i she's like from the united states and he came all the way from the united states and and i'm like okay all right i'll give it i'll give it one more lap and i'm like when i cross the line i i put my hand under my chin and and um and kind of wave it back and forth like i'm like i'm done and she's like no vale 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 go 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 and so i i'm like okay well I'll give it i'll give it one more one more thing and then there's other spectators and friends and family of teammates and they're start, you know and and things like that and so they're cheering me on too but i'm I, I know i have this look on my face of like this is not good like i am in bad shape i i know i have an idea for how bad i looked <laughs> but that's okay no te preocupe don't worry i'm not worried um yeah so i uh i, I get through that i get through the second lap And I'm like, okay, I am absolutely done on the third lap. And she does the same thing. (laughs) And people, like, it's so apparent that I'm so far back and I'm in such bad shape, but they just keep cheering. And it's like, come on, you can do this. It's like the last runner in a race. And you know that they're really suffering and you really want them to do this and complete it. And so I get, so I get through the line and and they're still cheering and she's announcing me and she's yelling at me to keep going. And I'm like. And my teammates are there, and they're, they're yelling at me to keep going. And, and, and they're saying, like, una machina, una machina, like a machine. You're a machine. And, and I know I'm not, but, <laughs> like, oh, boy. It was, uh, it, was, it was a lot. So I get on the third lap. I get to the third lap, and I get caught by my teammate who's leading the race. So he has lapped me. And then I get caught by the rest of the field uh, in, the, in the elite men and then in the juniors field as well. And I, uh, yeah, um, I've never been lapped in a race before and that was, that was a new experience. Um, these guys were so fast and they're, they're in such good shape right now. They're in peak, you know, peak form. Um, and I'm, I'm not, and, and that's fine. I knew that, but it was, it was humbling. That's for sure to get lapped. Um, in a race by a lot of people. And so they finished five laps, and I only was able to finish four because you finish on the same lap that the leader finishes on. So I finished a lap down, (laughs) dead last, Um, which is, I guess, fitting for the name of the podcast, I guess. is the not last podcast. However, I was the last uh, in uh, in this race. But that's okay. You know, I I crossed the line. I got a, a finisher's medal. Um, and I have a good story about it. It was a fun time. It was a great race. The course was amazing. It was super well put on. I am, I am absolutely amazed by the culture of cycling um, here in Chile. There is such a culture for cycling. It is, um, I, I, I didn't expect it. Like you don't get this in. This certainly doesn't happen in Eugene. And and it's something that I want to change. And that I'm, I'm, you know i work for the peddler in in springfield doing some advertising and and marketing helping greg with that um and and the the purpose of that you know gastropub is to is to try and create a better culture in in the eugene springfield area for cycling and like it it exists in in chile here where like this was a this is a tuesday night race you pay i paid ten thousand pesos so like like eight dollars to do this race and um, they had a beer uh, sponsor that was out um, trading you know you show your race number and they would give you a a free beer or you could buy and fill a growler or buy beer or they had drinks there was a nutrition sponsor um, uh, and a coffee sponsor and she was out selling her wares and um, teams would show up and every team had a tent and every team had family and friends and aunts and uncles and kids. Everyone was just hanging out. There were only about 100 riders across uh, nine categories. So it was it was not a lot of racers, but there were more spectators than there were racers. There were full-blown like enduro mountain bike guys like with the big full suspension bikes, full face helmets, ski goggles and everything like that. And they were up you know, um, cheering you on, watching everyone, because they're looking for the crashes. They're looking for you know some fun stuff to see. But it's a it's a Sunday afternoon, and they're out um, to come watch a bike race, like just a local bike race. People drove down from Santiago. They drove down um, up from Vina del Mar. They drove down from you know a couple hours away, and just to participate or hang out or see or see their friends you know race. And like it's so there's definitely some clicks of like some some teams don't really associate with others but there's always a little bit of overlap and like it's just so lighthearted and friendly and everyone talks to everyone else and at the very least if you don't know somebody they'll always say hello and it's like everyone says, you know, hola buenas or hola hola and and it's just very polite and respectful and like yeah, the um the culture of, of biking here in Chile is is amazing it really is amazing it's so welcoming and it's so just open and like my team set up they had two my my uh, my uh, team manager Sebastian or team director president I guess president whatever um, he shows up with his his um, with one of his daughters and uh, uh, he has a little van and it's, he has two 10x10 10 10 tents a green like um, uh, astroturf mat that he puts down with chairs he brings down a, a water container um, puts out fruit and, and vegetables and, um, and some chips and, um, and then the whole team shows up and they bring trainers and they set up and, and there's just this constant hubbub and there's other teammates and other riders coming in and hanging out and talking and everyone's just socializing um, and it was just so fun to see that, like, there's a, there's truly a sense of community. It's like in Eugene, and I'll get in a little bit of a soapbox here, but like the Eugene bike culture is struggling because we're full of these older. Racers, this older generation of racers who just sit there and complain about how Eugene was a good bike place, but it's not anymore. And how road racing is dead and how bike culture is dead in Eugene. And these are bike shop owners. These are, you know, racers who were good in the, you know, 80s and 90s when Eugene, you know, had a really good bike culture and, and, you know, a big prolific race scene. And like, it just um, it kills me that these guys are so loud and so squeaky to complain about it meanwhile you know uh, I work with Twilight Operations and we put on 40 events a year in Eugene alone and and these guys just wanna, just wanna poo poo the race and poo poo the race culture, and they're not willing to, to do anything positive about it. They just wanna sit there and complain. They'll be willing to make donations uh, to the racing, to our racing organization, while they'll still sit there and complain. And we've, we've had instances where we've given the money back because it's not something that we want to affiliate ourselves with um, for somebody who's so negative about trying, trying to create a better bike culture in the Eugene Springfield area, like. There is such a crowd of, like, old white men that are so just, like, down or very elitist. That's the other part of it, too. Like, it's just, it's there's the Gears crowd, there's the Eugene Velo crowd. Like, they're so unwelcoming to new riders that, and I hear it all the time, of, like, there are hundreds of riders in Eugene and they'll show up to a Eugene Vella ride and say, "Oh, I don't want to do this anymore. Like this was not what I was looking for. They they poo pooed my bike, or they they um, they made me feel in you know made me feel bad, or it was way too fast. They said it was like a group ride, a social ride, and they just hammered the whole time. And these guys just get on the front with their carbon bikes and carbon wheels and just smash it. Or they'll go out for these you know these slow rides like the gears rides, and they're like, this is just a bunch of old dudes or old people that." That just ride, um, you know, three abreast on the road, and and don't don't pay much respect to cars, and you know, it's just like the culture is struggling in Eugene, and and to come here and experience what like what this bike culture is, it's such a night and day difference. Uh, like I hope to be able to bring some of this back and this openness and this inclusiveness of like, um, you know, it's it's hard. I even I, I know that there are. Um, there are people who have l- looked at doing events or looked at trying to find um, sponsors or or reach out to shops in in Eugene, um, and and they've come back with such a sour taste in their mouth from from the lack of of inclusivity from the bike shops in in the area versus the bike shops here. There were. Seven bike shop sponsors on on my um, race number, on my number plate, on my bike, and like, I don't know, I don't know how much they gave. They certainly didn't give much, Um, but it was just like, yeah, you could go to this shop or you could go to this shop. Like, we're all just a bike shop, but um, and they just kind of support each other, and and you know, there's some mutual respect, and like, we are so insulated and in. Uh, from each other in, in Eugene. And and I think largely in the U S that like, it was, it was so striking to be here and so refreshing. Um, it's almost emotional on some level to be like, this is what I want. Like, this is the culture that I want to experience. And I wish I had this back at home, which we don't. Um, but I am, I am hopeful that I can, I can try and play a part in Eugene. Um, and there are many people in Eugene who want to, also play a part in changing that culture because they recognize that the culture sucks, and that it's full of of a lot of loud, angry, opinionated people. And I know I'm on a soapbox and I'm sharing my opinion, and it's a, it's you know, I get that. Um, I'm fully aware of that. But I think the difference is that I'm I'm working on trying to make change versus sitting there and just and just being angry or complaining about a race, or or something, or it's not even necessarily being angry or complaining it's these snarky backhanded passive aggressive comments or things like that that you see on the instagram posts or the facebook posts or or whatnot like it just uh it it just doesn't help especially for new riders coming to town like we have a huge amount of riders in the university from the university of oregon itself and they um and they're discouraged from participating in events or they're discouraged from from joining local groups because there's no good social group ride um there's no good you know team or group of teams anymore in eugene to 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 um uh, to join or to get to know so I mean, we're going to launch the Peddler team here. We're about a year out from launching that, but it's going to be a very inclusive, um, but very well-run team. Um, I'm going to manage that team. I hope, and um, you know, we're we're trying to make change and actively make change. We're doing that with Twitted Operations. You know, we get we get usually 60 to 100 racers every Tuesday night for an event, um, and and it's just that grassroots kind of idea and ideology that's you know, um, diversity, inclusion, and, um, and, and, inclu- and and always having a spot for somebody at the start line. And that's what I experienced yesterday at the bike race. Despite my performance was just awful, um, you know, I haven't been eating well, I haven't been sleeping well, I have no routine, I didn't have any race fuel with me either. I had um, some gummies that I found at the, at the grocery store and I had a peach in my pocket. Um, also eating a peach while you're racing a bike, not a good idea. Uh, I figured that out once I realized that I have a peach in my pocket, but there's no physical way for me to eat it. Um, but yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm hopeful I can bring some of this culture back, um, and share this, this idea and, and share this concept, um, more and expand and grow the community in, in my hometown. Um, cause it's so good here. Um, yeah. So there was that, um, I'm I'm so far really enjoying my my time here. Uh, this last week has been you know very overstimulating, very overwhelming. Um, my team has been so amazing and welcoming, which is uh, I knew it, but I didn't fully internalize it or realize it until I'm here. That like everyone wants to ride together. They're they're super accommodating. They're kind of you know whatever you need, you let us know. Um, you know, I know that they're trying to help because I'm, you know, I'm coming on, I'm coming from so far away. Um, but like they, they genuinely care and they're like, you know, let's just go grab, you know, come over for lunch or, you know, come over for tea or, you know, um, on Wednesday, I'm going to go to a friend of mine who teaches spin classes in Rankawa. It's about a 30 minute ride away. So Wednesday morning, I'm going to go for a spin class. Um, and, uh, and then in the, and then I'll continue for my training after that. And, you know it's just it's super fun uh and and it's 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 exciting i'm excited for this for this adventure it sounds it it's pretty cool um yeah let's see i think i think i should probably wrap this up by now uh if you're listening thanks for listening i hope you've enjoyed this um no apologies for these soap boxes that i'm that i'm getting on uh you know what you're signing up for um I'm going to add onto this um, podcast feed, there will be an option coming in soon. If you like this podcast um, and would like to support this podcast and support me, uh, I would be greatly appreciative of that. But um, I will be opening up a subscription option if you'd like to support this podcast. and I'm gonna try and keep it as, you know, I mean, you can you can subscribe as expensively as you as you would like. Please donate and, and donate generously. However, um, I'm gonna open up a uh, a subscription option through this podcast app um, where uh, you can you can show a little support if you like, uh, and that would be greatly appreciated. Um. Yeah, I think that's that's about what. Uh, what i've got Uh, this will be yeah this is a week out from from arriving and i will report again next week Um, thanks everyone for for tuning in if uh if you'd like any if you have any questions or you'd like to share anything um follow me on instagram at the not last underscore podcast uh, or you can follow my instagram athlete page Uh, at andrew underscore neil n-e-i-l-l underscore nunez n-u-n-e-z uh yeah you can give me a follow there and see the day-to-day stuff what i have for breakfast and and everything also the food here god the accessibility for um cheap fruit and vegetables uh and also being vegan in chili is crazy easy um but like fresh paltas every day and fresh, uh, pepinos, which are like a, like a, a, melon, a really sweet, really watery melon, um, every day for lunch, it's, or for breakfast, um, and lunch, and like everyone has fresh juices, uh, everything is so fresh here, um, and you, you go to the local, um, uh, tienda de verduras, so that the, 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 um, the vegetable store, and it's all fresh vegetables, and it's super, super cheap, um, so that's been that's been great but um yeah so (laughs) i digress what was i talking about i was finishing this podcast so you can get on with your day um okay well that's yeah that's uh that's what i've got um thanks for tuning in muchas gracias por su tiempo um and hopefully i will be able to record some of this in more spanish or introduce some more spanish for you to hear um and and practice as i learn more spanish as well so uh thanks again and uh until next time uh ciao nos vemos